All right, welcome to the No Greater Joy podcast brought to you by the pastors here at Grace Baptist Church because we want our people, uh, what Jesus wants for our people, to know greater joy uh, by stepping into the areas that bring no greater joy for God's people, being a 24-7 worshiper, a go person, and an alongsider. I am Pastor Steve Strong, lead pastor here at Grace, and across the room for me, Ryan Atkins in the Timothy position here at Grace. And Pastor Andres Bailey. Been here almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah, yeah. It's been awesome. And a huge thanks to our tech guru, Dan Kraniak, a member here at Grace, and uh, pushing all the buttons and producing all of this. So we wouldn't be able to get it to you without him. So huge thank you to Dan. Thanks, Dan. So we're going to be talking about, uh, I would like to talk about one of three of our areas of focus as a ministry, 24-7 worshiper, alongsider, and, uh, and a go person. We're going to talk about an alongsiding issue uh, for this episode, and we're going to talk about church membership. Uh, what is it, and why would we encourage, why do we encourage our people, everybody who's attending here at Grace, um, every believer whether it's at Grace or another church, why would we encourage them toward membership? And so what I'd like to do is, uh, I think we're just going to try to deal with three big areas with this and what church membership is, what it isn't, and three reasons for church membership. So let's just start off with maybe some of the misconceptions. What, what church membership is not. So as you guys thought through this, how would you how would you start? You ever in a conversation and you're like, "All right, let's talk about church membership." But first of all, this is not what it is. How would how would you do with that? I would probably start off by saying it's not about you. Yep. The a lot of us I think we come in with the mentality that it's uh, me over us, but we're the body of Christ and we need to be worried and concerned about others here and not just fixed about ourselves. So I thought about that also. I was thinking, yeah. I I. In my words, I put it, it's, it's not personal in terms of it's not driven by personal preference. It's probably yeah. not, you know, for instance, we're members at Costco. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But we're members like, at Costco. Like Costco. And, uh, but we're not giving them any, they're not, they're not supporting us. We're not giving yeah. money from. And you have no relationship with no, those that's right. that you're walking the aisles with at Costco. Yeah, that's right. Aside from. But we go to Costco because of, uh, quite honestly, the gas mm-hmm. price. It's yeah. cheaper. It's a discount. Because it benefits us, because of I choose to go there because we have we need something at home, I can get it there. Yeah. We have massive boys that we got to feed, so we can get tons of food. Like a membership there is not like a membership at a church. Yeah. Yep. That's driven by oh the, I choose that this is this benefits me, so it's not a yes. It's the, the perks and privileges that's right. being a member at mm-hmm. Costco, mm-hmm. and I can stop that whenever stuff benefits me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. transfer it to Sam's Club or mm-hmm. a BJ's or whatever the next big wholesale club is that comes out of the woodwork. Yep. Yeah, you, you personally don't have any anything really invested in Costco besides the money that you're giving them. You know yep. what I'm saying? So you can go anywhere or do whatever you want. It's temporary. Costco, it's temporary. It's yep. temporary. It's not it's not really a commitment. It's a transactional mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. You know what? I'll keep I'll keep my membership there as long as I'm getting the value that uh, I'm looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get mm-hmm. what else you guys how would you have, how else would you answer that? It's not unnecessary. I'm okay. just thinking through, you know, like that there's uh, one author I was reading said that there's no thou shalt join the church. 
in scripture, but there is tons of support in scripture for the necessity of joining the church and that there's ample evidence um, of the benefit for believers, even though it's not personal and it's not what, what do I get out of it? There is benefit to you to join the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's also, as I was thinking about this, it's also, when we think about church membership, it's not American. You know, we got our guru over here who's probably been members at how many different churches across the world? Off the top of your head. Six. He's got six, six fingers six, up. Six. All right. My guess is, and maybe I'll get blown out of the water here, probably the process and what it looked like was different across the world. And I had conversations with um, one of our missionaries in a different world, different country. And it, the process of membership, it tends to be pretty formal here in America, but church membership is not American. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, we have a process here at Grace. We have, and it's a, it's a high wall kind of process. It's not the simplest thing to work through. It takes time and there's certain requirements. Um, but the way we do it in America is not the way it has to be done across the world, across mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's meaning behind the way we do it in America, but, but it's not American. And I think, you know, some of the, in the conversations I find myself having, um, you know, Ryan, I think you were saying, where, where do I see this in the Bible? Thou shalt join a church. We're not going to see those exact words in that command. And, and I think a lot of, in general, in our culture, formality is maybe, you know, kind of going away. Why the formal wedding? Why the formal anything? So why formal membership? You know, but people, I've been here, we know each other, we're acting like it, but we're just not. I just don't see the need for a formal process. Um, and I, as I thought about that, it's, I think that formality is, can often seem to be very American. Um, but I think there's purpose behind it. I think we'll get to that here in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I, one of it is not, it's just, I think we need to separate the biblical, scriptural teaching of membership from the American way of membership. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Even though, personally, I think there's, some meaning and significance behind the way we do it as Americans, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I had. I don't want to throw out there. It's not voluntary. Um, uh, this kind of will spill over into words that we would describe membership as, but it's not a voluntary thing. Kind of going back to what we were thinking, I can choose to go get gas where I want to get gas. And especially with so many different podcasts, so many different resources out there, you can be involved in however many different churches. You know, I was just watching another church's Christmas program. Alistair Begg's church puts on one that you can watch and you can go and participate in all these churches um, without necessarily being attached to any of those churches. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to be detached as a Christian from a body of believers. Mm -hmm. And so I would suggest that when we think about church membership, it's not, it's not a voluntary thing. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Yeah, I, I had friends in college who, you know, we had chapel five days a week. And they felt like they were part of a local body because of that. They wouldn't even attend church on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, they would sleep in on a Sunday. That's a whole other yeah. podcast. Yeah. What is a local church? Yeah. Yeah. You know, is it the yeah. FCA at a college? Is it, yeah. you know, or something yeah. like that? But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, you just, wow, I don't, I, I'm getting the yeah. nourishment that I need in other places. But, yeah. And in the same way, he, he really, really wasn't because he wasn't around a specific local body of, of men and women who were, just invested mm-hmm. and committed to one local body, one church. Yep. You know? yep. 
i think that kind of well i can get my worship here i get my pastors the preaching that's this is what i'm getting yeah yeah people are doing that online yes you know and these churches put on podcasts yeah for crying out loud yeah and there's no well even there's no it's no it's not like oh i know steve strong and I'm listening to him online. Like, there's no, there's no personal thing like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I could listen to five different pastors online, but I don't know them personally. Yeah. I don't know a person at their church personally. And they don't it's know so you. It's so disconnected. Yeah, they don't know It's us. so disconnected. Yes. And, and even I've heard a church in the past almost advertise for their live stream as, look, you can just attend church in your pajamas. You don't even have to yeah. leave your couch. Yeah. Like, what a disservice to that individual yeah. to tell them that that's okay. Yeah. So on that line, what uh, what is membership? What would be the words that you that we have to describe membership? I had it was a covenant relationship. Right? Yeah. Like there is meaning in this relationship. It's not just transactional as we've talked about. It's not it's not what you receive. It's not you sitting on your couch in your pajamas watching on a Sunday morning, detached. You know, there is an interaction that happens in the body um, as we gather together. It's a relationship that's not easily dissolved. You know, it should be truly like family when we come together, and it's not easy to leave family. I think one interesting dynamic of the sense of a family, I know, you know, for us at, at, at Grace, you know, I think we would describe the relationship of our church together as that. I hear that word coming yeah. out a lot as people are talking about the, our church. Yeah. Um, there's there's a dynamic within a family, between family members at home, that you don't have with just friends. And I one of the words I wrote down here, one of the dynamics is the idea of authority. Mm-hmm. You know, like now my kids don't necessarily have authority over each other. But they do, in a way, speak into each other and have a, a platform and a, an authority that way to speak into each other. You know, and I think that's an important dynamic when it comes to church membership. Jesus, on two different occasions, both Matthew records in Matthew 18 and Matthew 16, Jesus talking to his disciples. And the first times that Jesus mentions the church are in these two places. And in both places, he's talking to the disciples and he's saying he's giving them authority what you when he says you what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and it's important i think to recognize that the church has authority in each other's life the church has the responsibility to speak truth into each other's lives and it has the authority and jesus is making a profound statement where he's saying Listen, what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. It's not saying what's bound in heaven is bound on earth. He's saying what you are binding on earth is considered bound in heaven. What you are loosing on earth is, is loosed in heaven. And that authority comes in, in those two different scenarios, Matthew 16 and 18, is number one, recognizing who a true believer is. Mm-hmm. And so it's the church that has the authority to recognize Dre Bailey is a true believer. And second of all, the church has that authority to, to affirm and recognize that's the gospel, that's the truth. And it does it through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in each individual person. Yeah. And so there is a sense of authority that if I just go about as a Christian 
detached from a church. I'm like willfully separating myself from the authority of the church itself. Not the pastor, but the congregation, mm-hmm. believers, collective. Um, and so I think that's, when you think about what is membership, I think it's authority with submission. Mm-hmm. Where even for me as the lead pastor here at Grace, I submit myself to the congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if the congregation says, that is not true, what you are preaching is not true, I have to take that seriously. Yeah. So anyway, I don't want to wax too far on that. But I, that sense of authority is, mm-hmm. is an important, I think, description or explanation of what membership in a local church is. What else do you guys have? I, I had commitment, the fact that a membership is a commitment. And kind of going off what Ryan said about it being a covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I just, I think I see too many individuals or families that are in Growing up, it was probably my family as well, because I don't believe my parents were necessarily members at our church, or if they were, they were very uh, detached at times. But I think it's something that in our, in our culture today is, all right, well, I can be a part of this if I just attend or if I'm around it. But what it, being a member of a church is, it's, it's a commitment. It's, being, it's saying, I am committed to this church and to the followers of Jesus Christ here at this church. I'll do anything for them. It's not about what, what I get. It's about giving. It's about serving. It's about loving those around me. Um, and I, don't know, I just feel like in our culture, it's, it could go for relationships. You were talking about marriage earlier. Uh, and the lack of commitment that people my age or in my generation are making when it comes to church and relationships is just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there's no right. commitment. Yeah. Well, that's why another reason why I think you see a lot of church hopping. Yeah. There's no commitment. Yeah, I had, I had made a note in my uh, page here, like, I, as I was reading, Mark Dever had a statement where it's, like, the church church membership is an agreement to know and be known yeah, by good. others. Yeah. And that was just a really nice summation of, really, like, what you're pointing to there, where it's, like, it's not, it's not transactional. It's yeah. not, yeah. it really is, it goes to that family, that authority, and that submission you're talking about with, within family. You know your siblings. And you're you you are known by your yeah. siblings, and so like I don't think it's a mistake that we see brothers and sisters in in Christ, you know, throughout Scripture. Anytime there's commitment, whether it's marriage or any other kind of team, uh, especially even within the church, whenever there's commitment, there's always a sense of responsibility. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and so like you can't go into a marriage or any kind of. Um, like, okay, so we committed to be prepared for this podcast. Like, I could say that I'm committed to come ready for, you know, to record this. Or I can tell my wife that I'm committed to our marriage. Or my children that I'm committed to, you know, helping them with their, you know, schoolwork or something. But if I don't take the responsibility, in essence what I'm saying is I will be responsible you know, I'm, I'm going to take responsibility for my role. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think it goes, you know, where my mind runs with that is what Paul talks about in First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, yeah. Romans chapter 12, where he uses the metaphor of Christians as the body, right? Yeah. And, and I think in Romans he talks about 
it explains that is we're members one of another. Yeah. And there is a commitment. And there's, a, and there's, there's a level of responsibility that comes with a commitment that says, I will play my role. And what is that role? Well, Ephesians 4 talks about every person measuring up to the, the stature of Jesus Christ, our spiritual growth. And so everyone looks like Jesus. That's your responsibility. And I think, and because commitment and responsibility go hand in hand, I think that's why we have formality. Yeah. Whether that formality happens, how that happens in different places across the world, you have a level of formality to express commitment. Yeah, true. And, and a sense of, I will be responsible, I will be accountable to you, to the people that are watching. And, um, and when you take that away, I think you de-emphasize that sense of commitment. Yeah, I think you devalue it as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. It, it just becomes easy. Like, I think having, like you mentioned, high walls earlier, mm-hmm. I think that that isn't just to protect us, it also protects you in a way. Yeah. You know, it's not just to, you know, those high walls, we're not looking for numbers, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, this isn't an all-you-can-eat buffet, and we're just trying to get everyone up, up here as fast as we can. It's not quantity. It's like, we're looking for those quality relationships, and, and well, that's the benefit of church membership. That's right, and, you know, you have the high wall because you take seriously the authority that you wield. Yep. Wield, wield, not well. You know, wield. Of if you take seriously the responsibility that you, what you bind on earth is bound in heaven, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a high wall and say because really when someone joins the church and the, and the membership votes them in, so to say, in essence, what the membership is saying, we recognize and affirm the gospel that you're speaking is the true gospel and you are a true believer. I mean, that's a profound statement. That's not just saying. Hey, welcome to our church. We think you're wonderful. No, you know, that statement of a vote to say, yes, we receive you into membership is a statement of binding. Mm -hmm. Of the gospel that you share is the true gospel. We recognize it. And we recognize you as a true believer. So there's one more aspect that I wanted to just kind of bring out and think about what membership is. There's a, I wrote down the word theological. Um, Primarily because there is a there's a spiritual membership that is involved when a person gets saved. You know, they are, Scripture talks about being baptized into Christ. And you are a member of the what we like to the big C church. And so at the moment of your baptism, theologically and scripturally, you are placed in the body of Jesus Christ. You know, that happens at that moment. And church membership is theological in the sense that spiritually that happens, but then we also have physical membership that reflects that spiritual reality. So just as you are, at the moment of your salvation, baptized into the body of Christ, we also have a physical, relational uh, dynamic of that to illustrate. And so a person joins this local body of believers as a tangible expression of a spiritual reality that we are in the body of Christ. So um, anything else in terms of just thinking about what membership, what membership is? So I was thinking through and thinking it's very purposeful Mm -hmm. in that we see, and we're going to be focusing on this 
this year the one another commands in scripture and they're plentiful how do you fulfill those one another commands if you're not connected to a local body mm-hmm. you can't do it on an island well yeah because the one another's are not just to everybody in general you know the the strangers on the street now obviously you need to be loving and kind to strangers mm-hmm. good spirit, et cetera. but the one another's are always in the context of church yeah. of believers who are gathered together yeah. yeah well you think about who uh paul's writing a lot of these letters to majority of them are to local church bodies yes yeah. you know it's not just the christians everywhere no it's yeah. to the churches it's to these specific to the saints yeah. yeah and that's worth pointing out i have a whole bunch of comments here just in terms of seeing you know i would encourage our people we don't take time now but i would encourage our people just to follow the flow of acts yeah Chapters probably two to at least eleven or twelve, and you see the beginning, and you see two things kind of forming. Uh, And this is not original to me. There's uh, one of my friends on my shelf. Uh, You see Christians identifying themselves as churches, Mm. and you also see Christians attached to churches. Mm. And so, look for those two different dynamics. Of course, it's it's exploding in Jerusalem. And then with the persecution after the uh, the killing of Stephen, you see Christians spreading, and they are identifying with each other, each other as churches, primarily in cities, whether that's Antioch, Ephesus, um, you know, Thessalonica, Thessalonica, Corinth. You know, they're organized as cities, but they're they're attaching themselves to each other. And they're identifying themselves as churches. He's writing to churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I think that'd be a worthy, worthy study. And so I, I'd push our people a little bit. You know, we're not going to talk about everything here in 35, 40 minutes. But um, take the book of Acts and just read through it. But, but keep an eye out for that and just start noticing the ways that Christians are identifying themselves as churches and Christians are attaching themselves to churches. So, so people listening we have friends we have family members and i appreciate them taking the time to listen to this what would be maybe three reasons that you would encourage them listen go through the formalities Mm -hmm. attach yourself to a specific local church what would you say how would you encourage them i think it's a way of living out the gospel Mm -hmm. and presenting the gospel to those around you um, you know, in, in John 13, Jesus, you know, says that I have new, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, yeah. just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. But then the next statement where he says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And if we don't, if we don't seek to set ourselves apart from the culture around us, it, it hinders our gospel witness to that. I don't, I don't want us to isolate from culture around us, but really to live in a manner that allows us to speak the gospel truths into the others' lives. Yeah. And, you know, praise God, hopefully one day they will see the need for Christ, repent, and, and believe and follow him. I would encourage an individual to pursue church membership specifically because it helps us to become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the aspect of 
Ephesians 4, verses 1 to 3, where it says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond, in the bond of peace. Just that, that part where it says, walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, as believers in Jesus Christ, we truly are called to be part of a local church body. And the way that we can help uh, a local church body stay in the unity of peace uh, and the importance of, of that is something I would just encourage individuals. You're not going to become more like Christ if you're not surrounded by others like Christ. Yeah. You know, I, and, and I that's think, going to be difficult to do. And I think a, a phrase <laughs> in know? that passage, the bearing with one another. Yeah, bearing with one that another. If, it's another if you one take, another passage. Exactly. If you take that seriously, yeah. In church membership, it's not so easy just to say, "Well, Steve, you wronged me. I'm out." Yeah, You're, I'm going to bear with Steve yeah. because edification and Christ likeness is the goal. Mm-hmm. And so, by bearing with you, you know, there's more likelihood that you're going to reach attain that. Yeah. Well, and church membership, in a way, defines who I'm responsible for. Yes. Mm-hmm. And who I'm responsible to. Mm-hmm. And so, along those lines, I've written down. Just simple obedience. I, you know, I would encourage you to submit to whatever process it is. And uh, of course, we're making a lot of assumptions that this church is a is a biblical church and a healthy church, sure, sure. etc. But but I would I would submit to that, and I would just say you need to join. I mean, there's there's an obedience factor there mm-hmm. of seeing the pattern. If spiritually, you've been in, you've been joined to the body of Christ. I think then also physically you need to join yourself. And, you know, there's a dynamic. I know we bring out the idea of family, but even in marriage, Mm -hmm. there's a sense of freedom with that comes with loyalty and commitment. And, uh, and I would suggest that there would also be a sense of freedom by committing to your local church. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Otherwise, you put yourself, you know, when you have a group of believers that commit themselves to each other, in other words, I'm binding myself to you, to you three, other three here in this room, and saying, I'm going to fulfill my responsibility to, to love you, to exhort you, to admonish you. And uh, when I'm not a part of a local church, I've abdicated that responsibility. I've not committed to being what God wants me to be. Um, but I'm also not putting myself in a position for that to be done for me. Kind of to your point, yeah. I'm just out there floating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would I would encourage them just for matter of obedience for your own. And, and you think about those things, the one another's, mm-hmm. the, there's a level of really having an impact for eternity that I think... Um, really comes into play with that. And like what you guys have said, for your own benefit. And I think too, kind of tagging along with that, Steve, it takes that like theoretical of the one another's because, you know, spiritually we're all members of universal church, big church, capital C, or church, capital C, whatever, however you want to refer to it. But it like really puts flesh on it with real people around you. Yeah. And so it, it really becomes, it's, it's the same thing as identifying the three individuals you want to reach for the gospel. 
you know, it really puts, instead of I'm going to reach a bunch of people, it's no, these are the individuals I'm focusing on. And so it really defines, like you said, it kind of identifies who your one another's are. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I'm sure, I hope this generates some follow-up questions, comment, pushback. I think we're going to call it a wrap for now. Appreciate you guys having this conversation. We appreciate you listening. God bless, and uh, we'll talk at you the next episode. Later.